0: Welcome to the Andrea K Show.
2: Smooth like butter, sweet like honey, looks so good like she made off money.
0: She's blonde, five foot two, and one hundred two pounds of dynamite in a dress. Here she is, Andrea K.
3: Welcome to hour two tonight of tonight's Andrea Kay Show on this Tuesday edition. Uh, You know who we love to have uh, to see and to have on the show? It's our good friend, Gary Quackenbush from GQ Law. He's here every Tuesday at (coughs) 7. Y'all listen to him every day at 2 p.m. right here in the Word on Wealth. Hello, my friend.
2: Hello, Andrea. How are you today?
3: Well, I'm good, thanks. But for now, it's all about you, GQ. Uh, Do you have any wacky laws for us this week?
2: I actually have a choice for you. Do you want to pick on California or Texas?
3: Let's pick on Texas. We hadn't picked on them in a while. Them and their their Texas Longhorns and that whole school down there with that bull that comes out. They think they're better than LSU. Come on now. Let's make fun of Texas.
2: Okay. It is. And some of these I understand completely why they exist. It still makes me crack up. So in Texas. It is illegal to ride your horse at night unless it has tail lights.
3: <laughs> <laughs> You're making that up. You are making that up.
2: No. Nope. I got it off the internet. I'm sure it's true.
3: How does a horse have tail lights? What are we talking here?
2: I, you probably Put it on. The, I don't know where you put it. I would imagine maybe on the back of the saddle, or maybe hook it to its tail. Little little fanny decoration. I don't know, but it's like well, this has it's to be only a, legal to ride your. Yeah, it,
3: it has to be a fairly new law then, because you've got to have the technology to support this law. So this isn't like something that came about in the eighteen hundreds.
2: <laughs> I know. Like yeah, with a yeah have a a little oil lamp hanging off the back of your horse. No, this is probably more modern law. (laughs) Yeah, Texas. that's, so it's pretty progressive. I think you're right. Well, I
3: I didn't think about an oil uh, lamp or a candle hanging off the tail. I didn't think about that.
2: Well, why would it, I mean, okay. So you're driving your horse at night when only, when people only have horses, you're not going to have any collisions that are going to be devastating. And so this, you know, so this must be when there's modern taillights. I mean, literally a quote (laughs) taillight. Oh, my gosh, that's funny. (laughs) Um, Anyway.
3: Uh well and, well, and we, the thing is is that it's like where are these horses riding at night who's out riding a horse in the middle of the night like and on a paved road I don't even understand this this is like <laughs> oh that's true I didn't think about that <laughs> and Excuse and, and are the there not and are fifty five uh, yeah and are there not like street lights in Texas
2: no I don't know. I don't know. I don't make this stuff up, okay?
3: Uh, (laughs) Hey, you brought the law here. You're a lawyer. I'm expecting you to make (laughs) sense of it and to be able to, like, explain this law. Evidently, you can't. Okay.
2: Well, okay, okay, then try this one, okay? This one you can make sense of. But this is pretty reasonable. In Texas, um, it is, there's a Texas law that prohibits shooting buffalo from the second story of your hotel.
3: Uh, because evidently there was like a scourge of snipers picking off Buffalo from hotels. I'm sure
2: it wasn't, and, and, but it would, yeah, and was- it probably was happened and maybe that's why you have to have a tail out of your horse so they can tell that it's a horse and not a buffalo.
3: Oh, there you go. This is why GQ is GQ. Okay, He figured uh-huh. it out. Now, maybe you can tell Wait. us once and for all, was it one shooter did did um, Lee Harvey uh, did Lee Harvey Oswald act alone, man? You, you can figure all this out for us.: Oh
2: my goodness. Of course he didn't act alone he 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 was there with his mind <laughs> me myself and i that thing there's at least 3
3: people there yes you know that all right. Oh my goodness. Now we got so, yeah, to get the yes. Stuff.
2: Yes. Oh, the serious stuff we got to talk about tonight is just really. Yeah, um,
3: like, it is. Now we got to yeah. get into the news you can use because believe it or not, people, mm-hmm. you really can't use. It. There's really no no benefit to you to know whether or not you can shoot a buffalo from from your hotel room. Okay, although maybe you need to know that. Maybe that was part of the news you can use. Um, but I reached out to Quack today. Y'all know I mentioned this on last night's show. I was so troubled by the story... Uh, coming out involving the blind side Michael Orr, the football player the two we family that took him in and he he made claims yesterday filed in court uh, for I believe I don't know I don't know if he actually put a dollar claim on it but said that he thought he had been adopted he didn't understand this that he it was a conservatorship not an adoption back many many years ago and that the family raked in millions off of his name and He wants his fair share. The family has responded and said that it was a conservatorship because he was over 18. They couldn't adopt him and they had to do a conservatorship so that he could play ball according to NCAA rules and everything that takes place for him to go to Ole Miss. Here's my take. I think they're lying on both sides. And let me tell you why. Because um, I knew that he wasn't adopted when the movie came out. Uh, the story at that point was that, well, we didn't adopt him because he has a mother that he's in communication with. He's over 18, and so he's an adult now um i i I, so that's the so i think he's lying when he says that he didn't know that he was adopted at that point um he's claiming that now for statute of limitations i think they're lying that they had to do a conservatorship and they couldn't adopt him because you can adopt an adult in the state of tennessee i googled it in fact it's easier to adopt an adult in the state of tennessee than it is a child so there's lying going on in both sides and that makes me very sad you're Thoughts.
2: Well I this is one of those things where I don't know whether this is politically motivated, Hollywood motivated, news motivated. The thing is there's not you know, we don't know the full story, we never do and stuff like this. And I always am I'm just never a big fan of twenty years after the fact somebody comes back and yep. says, Oh, my life has been horrible. I've been suffering for the last fourteen years, that's why I wrote a book on how horrible his family is. Yep. And you know, and whether the story is a hundred percent true or ninety percent true or fifty percent true I mean, was he benefited by the two and what they did and, you know, did he know what's going on? I mean, I look, all, all I can look at it from a, from a legal standpoint, you know, from as a, um, and as an attorney, in California is when, when somebody gets a conservator, um, you know, he was saying, and this is just, I'm literally reading kind of the news headline from the sports magazine. It's like that he didn't know. And they forced him to sign a document. Well, I, I don't know how Tennessee is, but I know for a fact in California, if there's a conservator, there is automatically an a, an attorney appointed for the proposed conservatee. So if this were California, um, Orr would have had his an attorney appointed, and they would have had a court in, a, a private court investigator appointed. The investigator talks to the proposed conservatee, which would have been Michael, and talks to the family and figures out why the family wants to have a conservatorship over Michael. There's a court investigator that would advise the court, yes, it's necessary. No, it's not necessary. The court doesn't do this like, okay, he signed a thing. I'm consented to conservatorship. They always have appointed counsel. So I don't understand how it could be. They forced me to sign and blah, blah, blah conservatorship is a very broad term. You can get a conservatorship over somebody to control their money. And, and, you know, what they do with their money, you can sell their house or buy a house, from you can do anything depending on what powers you get under the conservatorship. With the, the financial conservatorship would be over his money and that type of thing, depending on what the conservatorship allowed. The judge could restrict what was done. Okay. The other part of the conservatorship is over the person of the individual, meaning if they got a conservatorship over his person, it would be they could determine who he has a relationship with, who he lives with, where he goes about, where he could live, all that stuff. And that's over, you know, conservatorship over an adult, which I doubt he had that because he could live wherever he wanted to. He had NFL contracts and all that. Right. So it sounds like it was a conservatorship over the estate, which is it's just the same as him giving them a power of attorney. Except this is a court. It's like a court-appointed tire attorney, basically.
3: Well, I, I I get that the NCAA he had to have somebody you know like a as a part of the NCAA rules for his scholarship at, at Ole Miss that there had to be somebody mm-hmm. o- on his behalf and they they did this conservatorship um I I guess the fact that it went on from 18 to 20 I think I think ultimately my gut tells me here that when it in the Michael Orr case that he understood at the time he wasn't adopted and he trusted them with his conservatorship and now he's probably lacking in money and he. He's got people whispering in his ear, telling him, you got screwed by these people. And now he's trying to rewrite history and claim that he thought he was adopted. Because you're right. I, you're the only one who said this. That It wouldn't have changed anything. So the question is whether or not did they skate in, in 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 their role as a conservator, kind of like with Britney Spears, in their role as a conservator, did they somehow do something like not share with him everything? They're saying they gave him his cut uh, like he was a child, like S.J. and Collins, and that he got everything. Um, what, do you, what do you want people to know in terms of your clients or potential clients in terms of when it would be appropriate to do a conservatorship here in California or not?
2: The only time it's appropriate to do a conservatorship is if, if, if the individual has, doesn't have capacity like he literally doesn't have legal or mental capacity to make decisions, then you get a conservatorship because you can always avoid a conservatorship. You can avoid a conservatorship with a power of attorney. You can avoid it um, <clears throat> by you know, putting money in a trust. There's a lot of ways to avoid a conservatorship. But in California, you get conservators, conservatorships over people who are incapacitated. They're determined, they're deemed to have lacked, lacked the capacity to make legal decisions on their own and so you get a conservatorship over them to be able to care for them. It's a fiduciary responsibility. It's a very high level responsibility. You can't go about just, you know, messing with them because it's, it could be criminal. So conservatives to avoid a conservatorship of yourself, make sure you have your money in a trust and you have appropriate power of attorney set up while you are competent and can make your own decisions. Because in California, we are only getting conservatorships over people if they are incompetent and can't make legal decisions. And we're getting a court order to allow somebody to make the decisions for them,
3: so it's still weird to me that they did a conservatorship. I, 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 I it's there's I there's something that I don't like that he's trying to go back now and have another, you know, um, I because I, I suspect that he's struggling financially, and I, I don't like that he's coming back after all these years. Um, but I also don't like that they, I don't like the, the way that they set things up. And, and, yeah. and I don't know why when his story was sold, he didn't get any money for it.
2: Yeah. So that, I, I don't know that has anything to do with adoption or guardianship or anything because adoption means he's an heir and these people are not dead.
3: Yeah. So I don't get that. Yeah. Well, Doesn't what I do sense. get is that people need to contact you. If uh, they if they need any kind of advice related to airship and estate planning and and this is an I, I when I first heard this I thought there there's an aspect of estate planning here because it has to do with somebody close to this family thinking that they've got that, that somehow about adoption and airship or is that a word airship what is airship. it airship airship oh okay you see mean, I'm almost as smart as GQ you are as
2: smart as <laughs> me you're smarter way smarter but it's, yeah the airship is like your airship is like you, like, my airship is like my, to my father, I'm one of his heirs, and mm-hmm. so my airship would be, you know, whatever.
3: Okay. All right. It's not like okay. something flying around. All right, GQ, tell everybody how they can get no. a hold of you.
2: GQlaw.com. GQlaw.com. All right, my man. Thanks, Andrea.
3: Have a great week. We'll talk at you later. You
2: too. Thank you. Thank you. Bye.
3: All right. We got more to talk about on the other side of the break, so don't go anywhere. Who, who, are you on Team Michael Orr or Team Tui? Or do you not care? Let us know. 800 344
0: 1170. Andrea Kay, bringing the world a much needed reality check. You're listening to The Andrea Kay Show on The Answer San Diego.
3: Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K. Show. Having lots of fun with you on this Taco Tuesday. Hey, if you want some more fun, you can always listen to the podcast in addition to listening to me here on the radio. It's available to you wherever you download your podcast if you miss any part of tonight's show or any show and if you just want to share it with your friends. And also, I want you all to email me at dot com. My boy Frankie, my boy out of Louisiana, says he hopes that they don't, vote McCarthy back in after all of this, quote, awesomeness. So I'm agreeing with you there. Um, My Cajun dude, Frankie, fellow LSU grad, by the way. And by the way, no, I am not worried that LSU lost over the weekend, in spite of the fact that they lost to Ole Miss, because I actually have lots of my little cousins went to Ole Miss. So it's all good. Okay. It's all good in the hood. Speaking of hoods, (laughs) But last, last hour I was talking to y'all about this congressman who got carjacked in DC because the crime wave has gotten so bad that even the Democrats are having to be faced with it, right? No doubt. The first thing that he did was call the popo and dial him a 911, even though this is the party that was all about defunding the police, right? Well, speaking of hoods, we've kind of got a reverse carjacking. We've um, kind of, we've got a. I guess it's a reverse carjacking. Um, we've got a husband who was clinging to the hood of a car as his wi- wife drove for more than seven miles <laughs> through a construction zone and across an interstate before being, being before being pulled over. She was being chased by the police. <laughs> Dude hung on, okay, through a police chase. I, for some reason, I see that as like the opposite of a carjacking. Um, it, uh, anyway, um, investigators, I don't is that the opposite of a carjacking? I don't know. Uh, investigators say that Stephanie Boyd, 38, and her 31-year-old spouse, so she's married, her a younger man, quote, got into a verbal argument that turned physical, <laughs> <laughs> inside their St. Louis residence. <clears throat> Boyd then got into the couple's auto to leave, quote, while the victim was on the hood of the vehicle, he apparently didn't think she would drive away. <laughs> yeah, McCarthy didn't think that Matt Gates would get a, would uh, pull off uh, the motion to vacate and vacate the chair, and he did. This dude didn't think that she just put, put the car in, in drive, right, and she put the pedal to the metal, and she did. <laughs> um, Boyd, however, Boyd, quote, left the residence with the victim still on the hood of the vehicle. <laughs> I love how they're writing this report in the police report, like using like official terms like vehicle, right? Instead of saying sister friend drove off with her husband hanging off the hood of the car, <laughs> um, traveling, quote, reckless, recklessly at different speeds, um, she, uh, to which she sped, uh, she was, um, she went 4.6 miles before exiting. They had to chase after her, car lights flashing. I can't see here whether or not he actually, um, I mean, seriously though, she should be, she should be charged with attempted murder, Um, the judge, she was arrested. Oh, she tried to flee, from. but she tried to flee the scene, by the way, from the looks of her, she couldn't outrun a turtle. Okay. But anyway, a judge set the bond. Oh, she didn't get a no cash bail. She got a bond of a hundred grand. Um, she was deemed quote, a danger to the crime victim, the community or another person. So anyway, Memo, uh, you know, this memo to any dude in the future, hopefully anybody will be able to go any dude who wants to date her in the future have anything to do with her can find this little story in the middle of a Google search. Mm-mm. All right, Sticks, you got anything to add to this story? You got anything to say? You've been a, you've been in a squabble a time or two with some with some lady friends, have you not? Where's my dude, Sticks? Well, oh, DJ, okay, DJ, uh, Sesame Broccolini, have you ever been thrown around on the hood of a car by a lady friend? <laughs> <laughs> well, I think he had clothes on, so it's it's really a rated G uh, situation. So. Mm. Yes. Well, y- y- you know, if she's capable of driving down the road for a bunch of miles on the freeway with him hanging off the hood, why did he get on the hood? Don't you think it's possible that he's seen some behavior by her previously that might indicate that she might do something like running off, driving off? <laughs> <laughs> there I- exactly, I mean, we know that there were some red flags. This woman was capable of doing this. In fact, those red flags must have left a mark on his face. Um, uh, no, no, no. <laughs> exactly. Absolutely. Speaking of cars, for all you EV uh, lovers out there, do you, tell me you do not drive an electric vehicle, Broccolini. Okay, extra gas power. Good. Okay, even though it's six dollars and twenty nine cents a gallon by my house. Okay, get this for all the EV. You're going to love this story. You might have already heard it, uh, Sesame Broccolini. So there's a new electric vehicle battery factory in Kansas that's going to require <laughs> so much energy that a coal plant, because you know, coal's evil, right? Right. Uh, Sesame Broccolini. But this electric vehicle battery factory is going to require so much energy that a coal plant slated for closure is now going to remain open and it's got to be expanded. Panasonic is building a $4 billion EV battery factory in DeSoto, Kansas, a lithium-ion battery manufacturing facility. It's supposed to start uh, mass production of these batteries by the end of 2025, um, it's going to cost four billion dollars, and it's going to and pan, yeah, right. Well, totally. And where where the climate the climate crisis uh, climate you know crisis people? Where's Greta Thunberg? They're about to start you know uh, expanding a coal plant. How is this supposed to be enviro uh, friendly? But speaking of money, uh, according to this article, this is the Blaze. Uh, Panasonic, obviously, is a Japanese company, and they're, quote, poised to get as much as $6.8 billion from provisions in last year's Federal Inflation Reduction Act. How does this reduce inflation? It doesn't. It was never about inflation. It was always about green energy boondoggles. It was always about AOC's new new green energy deal to the tune at this one facility, $7 billion. Right. And this EV battery factory will require between uh, 200 and 250 megawatts of electricity to operate roughly the same amount of power needed for a small city. For a small city. The plant in Lawrence is owned by Evergy, an investor owned energy company. Um, Yeah, I mean, how are Americans continue to be uh, so bamboozled over green energy? It's just completely insane. Um, you know, and and while they're and while they're using billions of our taxpayers dollars for this, the Biden administration has said uh, that they're going to, you know, gas furnaces all across the country are have going to gonna be retrofitted or, or replaced um, depending on their emissions. And that's uh, estimated to cost the uh, the average American household anywhere from twenty four hundred over four thousand dollars, four thousand dollars. They want to control every aspect of our lives. This has nothing at all to do with the environment. If you're an American and you believe that, you're stupid, and I beg of you to not vote. Okay, we're going to take a break. We come back. Stay with us. We might have a poll out. We might have an indication as to how the public is viewing this motion to vacate and the removal of Speaker McCarthy. Stay tuned.
4: Join Dave Stahl every Sunday at 2 p.m. for You Ought to Know. Well, the title says it all. If it's automotive related, he covers it. Everything from the interviews from the manufacturer to road tests of the cars he gets every week. Industry standards, legal aspects.
0: The list goes on and on.
4: If you want to know the latest in automotive news and have some fun while doing it, there's only one show for that. You ought to know with Dave Stahl, Sundays at 2 p.m. on FM 96.1 and AM 1170, The Answer. Donald Trump's indictment proves that saving America is not going to be easy. There are entrenched powers that are fighting this with everything they've got. They want to keep control over the country, the narrative, and the nation's money supply. Hi, I'm Lance Now I'm a news analyst, a Christian author, an evangelical leader. I speak to millions of people every week, people just like you. You see, what the elites are doing is using inflation and government handouts and now central bank digital currencies to determine how they're going to control America. And that's why I recommend all Christians start a gold IRA from the Birch Gold Group, because physical precious metals are one of the few ways you can maintain control over your own savings. To get a free info kit on gold IRAs, text the word faith to ninety eight ninety eight ninety eight. 98. Birch Gold Group is the only gold company I trust. Get their free info kit, and you'll see why a gold IRA can help you. There are no strings attached. Text the word FAITH to 989898, 98 98 and you're going to be blessed by taking action right now. We can
2: make your bathroom shine.
3: So I'm here with Nicole and Martin, the husband and wife team of Miramar Kitchen and Bath, who are celebrating over 30 years in business. What motivated you to start Miramar Kitchen and Bath? It was my dad who got me started. He was in the wholesale side of the industry, and he told me about an opportunity to get involved in the residential side. And more than 30 years later, here I am. If you had to define Miramar Kitchen and Bath for listeners out there, what would you say?
2: I would say that I believe your experience matters. That's
3: why our experience matters. We talk through all aspects of the job to make sure we have all the bases covered. Miramar Kitchen and Bath. Go to our website at miramarkitchenandbath.com and you can get some ideas about what we can do in your home. Contractor's license number 657333. Miramar Kitchen and Bath
0: Diego.com. Charlie Kirk sees an upset section of the
1: voting block. Early 30-somethings in America are very angry right now. 28 to 32-year-old voters that have the worthless piece of paper called a college diploma, lots of student loan debt, lots of credit card debt, they do not own homes. Many
0: of them are putting off having children because it's too expensive, and they're angry. The Charlie Kirk Show. Weeknights at 8 on FM 96.1 North County and AM 1170 San Diego. Intelligent. Conservative. FM 96.1 North County and AM 1170 San Diego. The Answer. Streaming at TheAnswerSanDiego.com. FM 96.1 North County. AM 1170 San Diego. The Answer. You're listening to somebody who tells it like it is. Andrea Kaye on The Answer San Diego.
3: K okay, Show, something absolutely historic happened today. A House Speaker. Third person, third in line to take over president of the United States of America, was removed from his seat as as speaker of the House. How is this playing with the uh, the average Americans out there? Because it was kind of a shockwave that this happened today. Joining me now is Jason Shepard. He's got a poll out today, uh, so that you guys can see what what what's the pulse of the American people on this. Hey, Jason Shepard, welcome to the Andrea K Show.
1: Hi, Andrea. Thanks so much for having me.
3: All right. So, what do you find out there, Shepard? How is this playing uh, with with the voters out there? And who's who's a part of the poll? Where did you do the poll?
1: Well, I did the poll on our Wimkin platform. <clears throat> um, I was scheduled on interviews today, um, and I wanted something this morning because uh, it was going to vote at that point in time before I did the interview. So, I put up a poll saying or asking the question if uh, you know what our platform felt about you know should Mac- McCarthy be ousted? Should they? Uh, mm-hmm. You know, stay the motion to vacate, and 97% of the platform out of about now 1,000 voters um, stated that um, that they don't want McCarthy as speaker. So wow. I kind of had some, some firsthand knowledge of what was going to happen today, and I did a few interviews on this, and I was of the opinion that um, Gates would have his votes to oust him, and most hosts didn't agree with me, but um, we did see that today.
3: Well, why do you think uh... – because I was kind of surprised. But then if you really think about it, why wouldn't the Democrats want to join with Republicans in oust them? Uh, they're smelling blood in the water and um, there doesn't need to be blood in the water. The Republican Party still controls the House. So, um, you know, the, whatever the Democrats motivations for it, uh, I think people should have seen that it was likely to go against McCarthy. Um, mm-hmm. Why do you think everybody else got it wrong?
1: You know what? I, I can't say they all got it wrong, but I, I think because Most first it. and foremost, yeah, it's it's very historic. Obviously, like you stated, um, it's been a hundred plus years uh, for something like this to even get to the point that it got. And um, and you said it best. I mean, um, he's the third-ranking official in this country at that point in time to succeed the um, the president of the United States. So you know, it, it's it's literally. Uh, It's unbelievable to actually fathom this. I mean, today what happened, you know, we're only a few hours removed from it. But, you know, I really believe that the average American voter right now and, you know, um, I think obviously people in the GOP, of course, the Freedom Caucus is seeing it this way. But we're more worried about the borders. We're more, uh, more worried about, you know, paying our day to day lives to where. You know, we see that these, these last-minute um, you know bills are getting signed to give money to Ukraine when we're not giving anything to the American people, not securing our borders. And I think everyone just – I think it's bad timing, Andrea, to be quite honest with you. I mean, I wouldn't have done this in an election season at all. But um, And it does give an upper hand to the Democrats in several different ways. But, you know, it, we'll see what happens with it. That's all we can do. I mean, we've kind of been living our lives like that for, what, the last six years, if you think about it
3: hmm. Why do you think it gives the Democrats an upper hand? Because I've been trying to ponder this myself.
1: Well, OK, so essentially, first and foremost, it makes the GOP, it makes um, obviously uh, conservatives look very disorganized at this point in time, you know, um, in, until actually even today, um, after, I believe, uh, was the first time Trump actually spoke publicly on this and said that you know, Republicans should not be infighting, they should be fighting the left. So it actually, in my opinion, it diminishes what, you know, I mean, I'm not a fan of McCarthy, but I don't believe he deserved to be ousted at this point in time just because, again, it's bad timing. We're in election season. They have 43 days to get the government not to shut down. Um, you know, there's a lot of things on the plate, and there's also a um, a tailor-made border security policy that was probably going to pass under McCarthy that no one was really talking about. So, But I think it gives them the upper hand just because they can go in and say, hey, look, you know, they don't even know who they want uh why would you vote for this party if they can't even you know they work so hard to get pelosi out uh you know to actually uh win the very thin majority that we want we were supposed to win in a red wave so i think it's just there's a lot of ammo for them to go ahead and pick that apart uh just because you know (laughs) matt gates is probably one of the most controversial if not the most controversial you know person in congress right now and he's the one that got our party to do something um so There's a lot that can be said. And, you know, they're they're experts at spinning something.
3: Well, I think that the only reason why it could give the Democrat it could only be an upper hand for the Democrats if the Republican Party allows it, in my opinion. Um, mm-hmm. Because the, one of the things when that everybody was chanting at rallies back in 2015 and 2016 for Trump was drain the swamp and, and lock her up. And lock her up was not just about Hillary Clinton. It was about the fact that back then, before things were as grossly communistic and, and totalitarian against and, and with Americans being persecuted and prosecuted by our Department of Justice – the american people you know knew that there was two sets of justice and mm-hmm. nobody has been held accountable. Nobody was held accountable for Crossfire Hurricane. Nobody was held accountable right. for the Russian collusion hoax. Nobody was held. Hillary Clinton wasn't held accountable for thirty something thousand felonies at, for every piece of government property she, that was under subpoena that she destroyed. And and and, and no uh, and no leadership in the Republican Party or the Uniparty has been held accountable for their lies to the American people for. Uh, you know, accountability is that the only people being held accountable is the peasants that are being declared mm-hmm. domestic terrorists by the Department of Justice or in and, and Donald Trump and Americans that have been thrown into the gulag. You know, we've got Americans that ha- are facing many years in jail because they, quote, interrupted or, uh, you know, interfered right. with an official proceeding. Meanwhile, Bowman goes and presses the fire yes. alarm, you know, to stop yes. a vote. Accountability, accountability. Accountability, accountability. That is a winning campaign issue going forward is if the Republican Party choose, chooses to do it.
1: You no, know, I agree with you. I mean, and I think if Gates does keep his you know, his foot on the gas with this, which he, he really has to do at this point in time, because it's going to be his legacy. And I think he understands that. But, um, you know, I, I just don't know who's going to replace him, obviously, at this point in time. Um, and but I think you really put a, a great uh you made a great analogy there and actually uh, some really, really foreshadowing into the uh, the next few months, because, I mean, everyone keeps questioning how and, and we do this on Wimkin. I mean, uh, Trump was pulling on Wimkin with about 10,000 votes at 85 percent before his first indictment. Now he's at 94 percent on Wimkin, And this is after his third indictment. So. You know, and wow. I, I think you hit it on the head with the fact that, you know, to be quite honest with you, independents are thinking, you know what? There's no doubt that they're weaponizing this Justice Department and it's hurting us. And, and Andrea, I myself have been subpoenaed three times by the select committee just because I run a free speech platform. So what? You know, we live it. OK, hand. I got to stop oh, yeah. you right
3: there. I want you mm-hmm. to tell everybody about Wimkin and, and about the subpoenas and what's going on there.
1: Yeah, certainly. So uh, Wimkin was founded. It's, it stands for World Must Know Now in honor of free speech. Uh, we, we launched it in September of 2020. And obviously, uh, by January 15th of 21, we were out of the app stores, even though we were number one. Um, Apple and Google Play both banned us, essentially blaming us for the insurrection. Um, so we fought them for eight months. We actually ended up winning based on, uh, you know, we, w- we wouldn't lay down to um, them telling us what we can and cannot say. Um, so we ended up, you know, fighting them for eight months, and then once we actually got to that point and got back in the app stores, we were canceled just like Michael Lindell's being canceled. Um, Capital One canceled my personal accounts, our business accounts, everything. They, wow. they tried to hit us that way. Of course, PayPal, but I don't, I don't care about PayPal at this point in time. But now, what really got me <clears throat> is, um, you know, it, it, we all that happened. We got back in the app stores in um, September of 21, and then by November of 21, we had those two demands from the J6 Select Committee, and then uh, an actual USDOJ subpoena. And they wanted every single piece of information on every user on our platform. And at that time, we had about 500,000, I believe, 600,000 people. Um, now we're up over 9 million. But, um, wow. you know, it, it's, awesome. it just got to the point where, you know, we couldn't cooperate with them. You know, Wimkin is an encrypted platform. Our messenger is encrypted, so we, uh, staff members can't see that. And, you know, they were asking for credit card information for users, their their text messages, their email addresses, their IP addresses, everything. You know, we don't house data. So, you know, I don't want to poke the bear, but we've designed ourselves so we couldn't, you know, have a point in poking the bear. You know, so we it wasn't us saying no. It's just that, hey, we cannot help you. We don't have the information that you want. So, um you know, it, but that's the thing. And I'm going to knock on wood because anytime anybody asks me about that on a radio or TV interview – I knock on wood to say they've left us alone since november of twenty one so we'll see
3: <laughs> well, you know clearly they don't want anybody as we all saw with the you know twitter you know um files and on i mean mm-hmm. what what the government between uh big tech and the government and their the legacy media they really aim to control. Control the message and you control minds, right? So that's what they're going to Absolutely. attempt to do. And for, you know, I, at least you haven't been thrown into the gulag yet, Jason Shepard. Tell everybody. Please don't, um, please don't put that on me. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> Sorry, I put that out in the universe. All right, no, tell everybody okay. where to go. And, and if they want to become a part of your platform, quickly tell everybody where to go.
1: Sure thing. Uh, So it's Wimkin, it's W-I-M as in Mary, K-I-N as in Nancy, dot com. And you can find us in both app stores because we did beat our bands. And uh, we are just like, we're we're like a Facebook meets a Twitter meets a TikTok and meets a YouTube all in one. And uh, it's a fantastic platform where we have about 600 to 700,000 active people a day. So we're growing pretty actively and we certainly have lived up to our name to protect free speech.
3: Awesome. Well, thank you for being here tonight, Jason. I appreciate it.
1: Absolutely, Andrea. Thank you so much. All
3: right. Now, you guys stay tuned. we got more coming up, but I'm not sure do we have. I I just lose track of time. I have so much fun here. I'm not sure if we have one segment or two left on tonight's. So that's a mystery that you'll have to wait for it to be solved. Stay tuned.
0: You're listening to somebody who tells it like it is. Andrea K. on The Answer San
3: Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K. show. I'm reading some of the headlines about Kevin McCarthy and it just, it, it, you know, I'm supposed to, I'm supposed to feel sympathy towards Kevin McCarthy, a lawmaker in tears, Republicans praying together and lining up to hug a defeated McCarthy, how the historic and extraordinary vote to oust the speaker unfolded and end, ended in utter despair. You want to talk utter despair? Talk about, talk about a mother who had to bury her kid today who died of a fentanyl overdose because of the Biden administration's open border that the Republican Party has done nothing to stop. Talk to me about somebody who buried a child because they were killed, that child was killed by an illegal alien, raped by an, an illegal alien. Talk to me uh, about the utter despair of somebody whose business has been crushed by Democrat policies. Somebody who can't make their, their mortgage payment or their rent payment this month because of the inflation and the war on energy and the Republican Party and House Speaker Kevin McCarthy doing nothing to stop the economic destruction happening in this country, it, it, that anybody would feel any sympathy whatsoever to a taxpayer-funded hack who's leeching off the American—because that's quite frankly how I view almost every person who's in Congress these days. There's a handful of people, literally a handful, who I think are actually there trying to do something for the American people, and that's not Kevin McCarthy. And if you're not going to do your job, we're supposed to be a representative government. They're supposed to be gone. The only reason why this is historic is because the Republican Party managed to remove the vacate the chair option so that a speaker couldn't be held accountable. That's not who we should feel sympathy for. Here's another somebody named David Marcus says a historic new low in the nation's seemingly daily ritual of humiliation and the most shameful example yet of the utter incompetence of America's political class um you want to talk about humiliation let 's talk about the daily effort of humiliation of Americans across this country who were declared now domestic terrorists because they believe in traditional American values and in the American first agenda, whether it 's about uh, getting us persecuted and prosecuted through the court system, uh, demonetized and social media or fired from our jobs let 's talk about the humiliation of Americans that and pain and suffering of Americans dragged by the FBI and the DOJ and thrown in a gulag. We've had four American citizens commit suicide because of it. I don't give a crap about anybody who's a congressperson. Quite frankly, I think we need to to, uh, get rid of every one of them, except the eight members in Congress who voted to remove McCarthy. Sesame Broccolini, what's your take?
5: uh i am right there with you and you know i think this is a a moment a rude awakening for the political establishment in this country the kinds of people that have been putting the screws to hard-working law-abiding citizens simply because they're catholic or they believe in the constitution or they believe in law and order and separation of powers and checks and balances and everything else that makes us american and by the way We have a constitutional right to replace the Speaker of the House when we feel that that person is no longer fit to do the job. And the truth is conservatives were never really uh, excited about Kevin McCarthy. And this is really just justice because actions have consequences and a lack of actions have consequences, too. So this is McCarthy's bed. He made it. It's time for him to lie in it. And just like you, I really don't have any any sympathy for that for that position.
3: Well, I think that in follow up to my conversation with with Jason Shepherd, uh, that is the conventional wisdom of today: is that this gives the Democrats the upper hand, and I get that he's correct um, because um, it, it, the Republicans don't typically seize the upper hand, and Democrats do. Democrats jump in with their messaging. This is a, there's actually no downside here for the Republican Party. The Republicans are acting, uh, sesame Broccolini like they don't continue to control the house mm-hmm. they continue to control the house
5: yes and this is so an opportunity the, by the way to, this is an opportunity a leader. An, like let's get this well, let's get this one right we we whiffed the first yeah. time let's get this one right
3: right this shows the american people about accountability this shows the american people that we care about promises being made this the the uh the border that that mm-hmm. uh, jason shepherd said everybody's concerned about now they've got an opportunity to actually finally do something with it So, um, and we all know that when they, that they know what their plan is already for the next 45 days for the continuing resolution, it's a bunch of crap that the timing was bad here. This is a tremendous opportunity. It, it's lifeblood to MAGA and because what's the one thing that we talk about is we want to see people actually held accountable. We want to see draining the swamp. We want to see actions. We're tired of promises. We're into biting. We're not into barking.
5: Yes. It's so, time to finally actually talk is cheap talk is free. It's easy to give more platitudes and promises, but what I want to see is action, and this was a big step in the right direction. It's about time that more people in the Republican Party start realizing they have power, start using it. That's what's really going on. Matt Goetz and the Republicans, these eight people, small group but mighty, they have power, they used it. It's a flex.
3: Absolutely. Absolutely, and I love it. All right, we're out of time for tonight. We'll be back tomorrow on Hump Day, and we have Congressman Biggs who's going to be joining us, and more. So you're definitely going to want to tune in. Follow me on all the socials at Andrea Kay. Download our podcast and well, as well as email me at show.com. I want to hear what you think about him being ousted. I want you to let me know if you think the Democrats have the upper hand here and let me know if you've got an idea on who you think should replace Kevin McCarthy. Thank you, Sesame Broccolini. Thank you, Carrot Sticks. Thank you to my guest. And we'll see y'all tomorrow.